yeah. at least so, you're not like at least the first one of your summer's free. I just hope they can beat uh Nashville <laughs> on the first when I'm there. I highly doubt it. They beat us earlier, so I don't want to talk shit. They beat us last time I talked shit about them, so I don't wanna I don't wanna jinx it again. <laughs> they did in fact. Um all right, let's roll the intro. Mutiny Sports, your sports, your way, the way it should be. To join the Mutiny Sports family, go to our Facebook page and message any of our fi- family of Mutiny Sports pages. From NFL to NCAA, we have it all. Alright guys, welcome back to another week of Mutiny Sports Podcast. We are on episode 5. We took a week off. I'm back uh, in the captain's seat this week um, after taking an episode off a few weeks ago. Um, I'm back. It's good to be back with y'all. We are. We have big news this week. A couple of big, really big announcements. First, I'm going to start off with the biggest of the announcements. We have added a fourth host. He is our resident Broncos, um, Red Sox... Indiana Hoosiers and Clemson Tigers. Um, you are a Bruins oh, fan, please. and you are Eric Almarola admin on our NASCAR page. Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe, but you're but it's Al- Almarola or Almarola by morning. It's also Briscoe Disco. Oh, you're right. You've got both. So yeah, um, he is <laughs> one of our founders as well. So now we have three fifths of our founders on here. Um, but he is joining us permanently in our fourth host slot, and that will round out the um, co-hosting chairs, which is exciting. Um, so we, his name is, go ahead and introduce yourself. Cole Burnsworth. I like to throw the S in there because, you know, everybody else does throughout my whole life. It's <laughs> Burnworth, but I'm used to it at this point. And then we are also joined by our the third of the founders. Um, our resident Titans, Vols, um, Dodgers, Nets, <laughs> and you are a Larson fan? No. Reddick fan. Um, and then he's a Preds fan for hockey. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, guys? I am Dez. That's all I got. I am your third and final founder on this page. I am Dante. I am your resident Huskers, Tar Heels. Vikings, Steelers, Cubs, Bulls, Lakers, Blackhawks, and Joey Logano admin. Um, I, I, I live an entirely sad of, life. Um, because of Dante, we need to be sponsored by antidepressants. Yeah, I think <laughs> we do too. Um, so if y'all have any antidepressant um, connections, let, hit, let, have them hit us up and give us a sponsorship. Um, but I am Dante. I am your third co-host or third uh, founder that is one of the co-hosts here. Um, and then we are joined by the other depressed admin of ours, who is a Bills, Sabres, um, Syracuse, Cornell. Frick, I'm running out of. You are. Uh, it's the Bills, Sabres, Maple Leafs, Knicks, Raptors. I'm not on the NASCAR page yet, but Bubba Wallace. Uh, yes. Mets and Blue Jays. Yeah, he lives Syracuse a very depressing life. His, his life actually might be more depressing than mine. You, you um, just got to skip over Cornell lacrosse? That's, that's what your whole tag is, homie. Yeah, Cornell. Uh, Cornell lacrosse. Yeah. I mean, that's really their only good team, so. 
Hey, I bet they have a damn good chess team. Probably. <laughs> Actually, I should see if they uh, sell tickets to go to some of their chess matches. I bet they're oh, Jesus. pretty you entertaining. You would say that. Um, uh, but yeah, that is our co-hosting panel. We will be joined off and on by several guests throughout the season or throughout the uh, the year, throughout this uh, season of podcasts. Um, but we also have some more big news to announce this week. Um, first of all, we have a website that will be launching on opening day of March Madness Tournament, March 17th. Um, it is a website that will be hosted that we will host that will have um, articles, podcast episodes, admin of the week posts, um, stuff like that. Like we said in the beginning, this brand is going to be more of a sports media than just memes. Um, and so that is our that is the the biggest step, the first big step towards making that happen. We will also be announcing. Um, at some point, like we talked about merch and stuff like that, that should be coming in the next few months, probably leading into the summer at some point as we start to grow and get bigger. Um, we also have, and the other co-hosts are just finding this out this week. Next week, we will be joined by the head coach of the FGCU men's baseball team. Um, he will be interviewing us. I draw, drew him in with the fact that we have 11,000 likes on our NCAA page, which is huge. He's excited about that. So he'll be joining us next week as a guest um, whenever we get that episode up. So be following the pages. Follow along with the NCAA page. We'll keep you updated there and let you know when that episode will go live. Um, but without further ado, let's hop into this week's episode. We are going to start with bringing back an oldie but a goodie. The weekly overreactions. So a lot of big things happened in the NFL this year or this week. Um, so my first overreaction pertains to that. Tuesday afternoon um, or Tuesday morning, Aaron Rodgers announced he'd be back with Green Bay um, this next season, which then led to this giant panic amongst the teams looking for quarterbacks. Right. So the Washington Commanders, who had attempted to make a trade for both Patrick Mahomes, which is a really dumb decision or dumb move for their, on their part. They, I don't know why they even tried. And then they tried to make a move for Russell Wilson. And th that was honestly a better trade offer after like hearing what the details were there and what um, the, the Seahawks ended up getting for Russ. Um, but then Wentz is also going to, the Washington commanders with Russ going to the Broncos. So without, or with that in mind, my first overreaction is the Broncos will not make the playoffs. The common notion last season was that the Broncos were a legitimate quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders. And I said that multiple times in my overreactions. Um, then I thought, well, maybe Teddy Bridgewater is the guy they started what five and one Cole. Three and oh, three and oh, they started three and oh, and then went <clears throat> to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought after those first three games, Teddy Bridgewater was kind of balling. They were winning. They were feeling good. I was like, no, they, this might be a legit contending team. Um, and then no. all of a sudden, the wheels fell off. And, and it became very apparent they needed a quarterback. They needed a quarterback fast. Well, the thing is, I don't think they needed a quarterback. I think they needed a head coach. Vic Fangio is good as a coordinator, not as a head coach. And so moving on from him and then proceeding to move on from the guy that I thought was going to be the fran franchise QB in Denver, who had a legitimate shot at making that statement this year under a new head coach, a new offensive scheme, 
they were going to, I mean, Von Miller has been posting on Instagram all week about returning to the Broncos. And it looks like that is a very real possibility. It, it looked like it was going to be the same Broncos with a better head coach. And I thought that was going to make the difference. Then they went out, mortgaged their future for Russell Wilson, who wasn't bad, but has two really good deep threats and wasn't incredibly exceptional last year. And so to see what they gave up, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, um, the other guy, Shelby um, Harris, Shelby Harris, two first two seconds. I, I just. And, and what? Did I miss I something? Was say, yeah, it was and a fifth and a fifth. And so to give up that much for a guy that wasn't really incredible last year with better receivers than there are right now, or roughly similar receivers than yeah. there are, or that there are in uh, Denver. And then you traded away your one tight end option who Russell Wilson has proven he needs a solid tight end to succeed. Albert Okuwebunam still plays for Denver and is more talented <laughs> and healthy than Fant. Thank you. <laughs> you will have time to react in just a second. But with all <laughs> that in mind, my, my thought on that is the Broncos will miss the playoffs. Um, Russell Wilson is on the back half of his career, quite obviously. If this offensive line has any health issues at all for them, it's going to be bad. If their receivers have any health issues at all, it's going to be bad. And Russell Wilson still doesn't have a great run game behind him now. And so Russell Wilson is going to have to cook. And when you leave it to Russell Wilson to create the plays, he's proven the last two years that he's, he just can't get it done anymore. I think the Broncos have mortgaged their future to finish, to fall just short in one of the hardest divisions of football. All right. With that, I know Cole's chomping at the bit, so we're going to change it up a little bit and people are going to get to react between my hot takes. So Cole, what do you think? What do you got? First of all, mortgaging the future. Now, we've already talked about it. This draft class is not good. Next year's maybe, <laughs> but is there is there a QB there? No. And then you want to talk about Locke, Fant, and Shelby Harris. The loss out of that? It's Shelby Harris. That one actually kind of aggravated me a little bit. But, of course, you got to give up something. I know it's, everybody's like, oh, we gave up a lot. No, we really didn't. We gave up Harris. That's it. I mean, look, when did uh, Seattle well, trade for – or did they trade for or trade Jamal Adams? Uh, two Adams. years ago, they traded for Jamal Adams. And gave up uh, two firsts. Yeah. yeah. Gave up two firsts. We basically yeah. just gave them those back, and, well, that kind of offsets. Now, regarding his weapons, look at Seattle, look at Denver. Denver, weapon-wise, will have Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, and Albert Okawebunam. And in the backfield, if we do re-sign Melvin Gordon, we will have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, who was arguably one of the best one-two punches in NFL. Our offensive line is actually pretty decent. We could upgrade that through the draft a little bit more via free agency. We became a hot commodity via free agency. So we're going to – and we got, we got a ton of money to spend. So we're going to do it. It's literally Peyton Manning 2.0. When Peyton Manning came to Denver, we, we became a hot spot. For free agency. So so y'all are going to lose to the Seahawks in the Super Bowl again? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> the Seahawks ain't going to be nothing. They're going to do a fire sale. 
But if, if you're gonna be, if it's Peyton Manning 2.0 and Peyton Manning second year in Denver, y'all gonna lose to the Seahawks in the Super Bowl? Is that what I'm hearing here? But they we also be beat the Panthers and MVP Cam Newton in 2015 during Peyton yeah. Manning's era. So I mean, I see the if, dig, if y'all but get a Super Bowl out of work. this, I think it's considered a success. But to give up what you gave up for Russell Wilson, anything less than a Super Bowl has to be a bust for you guys. Oh, for right. sure, Real quick. for sure. And one one other thing. Before I stop my little tirade, the uh, the contract actually pissed me off at first because I found out that Wilson only has two years left. But from what I've heard today is they're actually working on a contract extension. So even if it's, you know, an extra two, three years and we get them for, you know, four or five years, I'm happy with it. We didn't mortgage too much. Before we move on, Cole, this class is fucking phenomenal. This is probably one of the best. Aside from quarterbacks, it's just missing quarterbacks. This is this is probably one of the best draft classes I've seen. Like this is easily the the fastest draft class I've ever seen. Well, we needed a quarterback, so. I mean, yeah, but I mean, as a whole, though, you've got the 340 pound dude from Georgia running what a 48 in the 40. Yeah, I think it was about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that was unheard of for this, um, for this draft class. Like, I think they had three linemen, um, run under a. Under five, under forties, like this draft class has a shit ton of speed and talent. So, here's here's uh, my issue with I, the move. The Broncos gave up Aaron Rodgers level draft picks or Aaron Rodgers level compensation for Kirk Cousins level talent, and uh, and that that's where Russell Wilson is realistically in this part this portion of his career. He's slowed down. His pocket awareness has become less. I mean, there's how many highlights did we see last year where he escaped a perfectly clean pocket? That's fair. I mean, he gets out of perfectly clean pockets. Does, he looks like a rookie again. He also has a significantly better class or a significantly better offensive line. And honestly, I feel like he actually wants to be in Denver. It was pretty obvious, toward, especially towards the end of last year, that he no longer wanted to be in Seattle. And yeah. the funny thing is, too, actually it came out because uh, George Payton – was talking with Seattle two weeks before everything really transpired. And, you know, the one thing I kept saying yesterday was, okay, say we say Rogers didn't resign to get Rogers. We would have paid less with picks and prospects or players, but paid more contractually. We paid more with picks and players with Russ to pay less contractually. And I will take that 100% because now we got a shit ton of money to spend free agency. Yeah. I just I look at this and I look at it as you could have given up far less for the same guy in talent if you wanted to. I I don't think so. I feel like the price was paid right. Like the only thing that kind of maybe the picks, but Seattle's also not notorious for drafting very good. So is it really going to work? The difference though between like because you brought up Kirk Cousins and uh, Russell Wilson is. Russell Wilson can actually do something outside of the pocket. I, I'm not knocking Kirk Cousins on his mobility, but if I had to take one of them with the two in a race, I'm taking Russ all day. Oh, no, absolutely. But the thing is that the thing Cousins does that Russell Wilson can't and just won't do anymore is Cousins sits in a pocket until he absolutely can't anymore. Russell Wilson is escaping. It's like 
going scramble drill in pockets where there's nobody even close to him, and he's throwing inaccurate passes downfield because he feels like he needs to escape. And I get, I understand that that might be partially because he's got this shaky, like, this... Uh, got off the O-line? He's got trauma from the fact that he has a terrible O-line. But at the same time, it looks like the same thing that we're critiquing Jalen Hurts for, that we're critiquing... Um, Ah, fuck. Guy in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence for, that they're shitting on Zach Wilson for, that they're shitting on Jimmy Garoppolo for. Like, it's the same stuff that we're critiquing them for and saying they've got to figure this out. Russell Wilson's doing the same stuff, but because he's an elite quarterback who has a Super Bowl win, nobody's talking about it. He has two Super Bowl wins. One. One. He should have had two. Yeah, he's only got one. They didn't hand it off. Oh, fuck yeah, that's right. Why why was I thinking they, they went two or three? Because no, it felt like the Seahawks were dominant for longer than they were. It did. Yeah, pretty much. All right. All right. All right. Are we done with that one, Josh? You got anything to say? Uh, I was just going to say that I think you're wrong because I like saying that. But no, I think he's got a better cast in Denver. And I will agree with you. I think they gave up too much for him. But I think it's because... They knew they had to get a quarterback. Their fan base wanted Karen Rodgers. And so then when they didn't get that, they felt they, like they had to make a move and do something. They overpaid for the next best option. Right. I, I feel like Russell Wilson was actually plan A all along. All right. There's a I, I think you might be right. I mean, talking, talking with Seattle for two weeks and that mega deal, I mean – it just has to make sense that they were negotiating this for weeks with the basis that this is our guy. We're going to get this deal done. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out that they never even put an offer in on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if we did, but there were rumors it, that we offered two firsts and Jerry Judy for Rodgers. If that's correct, um, it is. But if I don't think it is. I just seen a report out there that it was. I I wouldn't see I would see why that would be like Aaron Rod, would would have convinced Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay because if you're getting if you're getting rid of his best possible target so that he'll go there it becomes a lot less appealing for him to go to Denver if Jerry Judy's not there. Sutton's number one. What are you talking about? Judy's you not better comp- than him yet. No, because here's the best way I looked at it. So you look at Devonte Adams, right? Kind of big mm-hmm. body, little speed. That's Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton. Jerry Judy's kind of all speed, not big body. Route running, that's great. great. But yeah, no, Cortland Sutton is like would be his Devonte Adams in Green Bay. All righty, let's go on to my next weekly overreaction. This is a fun one, um, especially considering I'm watching the Nebraska game right now in basketball, and I'm watching them collapse down the stretch here after holding a 15 point lead three minutes ago. Um, they're up by three, and it's a problem. <laughs> but um. My next overreaction is Nebraska will be a top three Big Ten team in all three major men's sports next year. Here's why. And keep in mind, don't treat me like Russell Westbrook and give me death threats for no reason. This is overreactions. It happens. Um, Nebraska has has a top 20 recruiting class in football. They have this, uh, I think it's the fourth best recruiting class in um, the Big Ten without transfers, add in transfers. I think they go up to number two. Um, they have a brand new coaching staff minus Scott Frost. Whipple, who was the 
offensive coordinator in Pitt who built an absolute offensive juggernaut over there. Um, we have a brand new defensive coordinator. We have a new running game coordinator. We have a new quarterback that's not Adrian Martinez, who's no, or, and he uh, had success at Texas. He's not scared to run the ball like Adrian Martinez suddenly became down the stretch last year. Um, we just have there's there's reason to be excited in Lincoln for football. Now let's look at basketball. Fred Hoiberg was threatened to be fired if he didn't get this thing turned around. He took a pay cut, and all of a sudden Nebraska is 3-0 and um, on the road over the last five games. They haven't lost since February 23rd. Um, they are making noise. They just beat the number one team in the Big Ten. Well, number two. We knocked them back to number two. But at the time, they were the number one team in the Big Ten um, in a barn burner in Wisconsin. It's been a crazy 14 days for men's basketball. And when you look at it, a lot of talent leaves the Big Ten next year in basketball. And then baseball, we were already the best team in baseball last year. Um, in the Big Ten, we've brought a lot of that talent back. We got off to a slow start, but the last two weekends we've played some really solid baseball. It looks like they've got that thing figured out in Lincoln. So the baseball program is going to be good for a long time to come. And basketball and football are going to follow suit. So my overreaction here is that Nebraska will be top three in all three major men's sports next year. Go ahead and roast me. Uh, football, you're way off. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be shocked to see Michigan take a setback. But Penn State's, uh, they, they're going to contend. Michigan State's going to contend again. Ohio State is always going to contend. Wisconsin is supposed to. I don't know if they actually will, but they're supposed to contend every year. I, I just think, not this is somebody who actively shits on the Big Ten as well. I just think there's too much talent between the top of the division, or top of the conference and the bottom, and Nebraska happens to be at the bottom, unfortunately. Now, a bowl game is not out of the question, but top three in the entire conference that I, I'm I'm not buying it. Maybe top three in their division, but I mean, even then, that's that's gonna be tough because Iowa still exists. They still play damn good football. Uh, Minnesota is still solid. Minnesota hasn't been solid in about four years, bud. I still think they're a better. They're in a better place than Nebraska is currently. I know you'll say the best three nine football team in history, but three and nine still is three and nine. I, At some I point, those one lose. possession games have to start going the other direction, and yeah, no. I think this is the tipping year. Either we are the third best team in bas or in college, uh, Big Ten college football next year, or Scott Frost is no longer the head coach by November. Like I said, dude, you're you're setting the bar way too high for yourself. You're going to be uh, disappointed. Uh, yeah, I, I, I realistically have us at eight and four, um, going three and zero in conference or non-conference. I play don't know five and four. that's realistically. Dude, I would seven and five should be would make me happy if I'm a Nebraska fan at this point. Like, I think I, eight I think that's, four because we have an easy, a super easy, um, non-conference schedule, and so two of them are against like FCS schools, and then the other one is a very, very questionable um oklahoma team right now so yeah and you guys play you play that in nebraska don't you yeah we play in lincoln so that may help but i I still think third in your division is more likely to happen than third 
in the in the entire conference. Realistically, yeah, I have us about third in our division. Overreaction, I could see top yeah. three. Basketball, I can kind of see. They're still. I mean, look, at, I'm watching this game with you right now. I don't think. I mean, obviously, a whole lot of shit changes over a year. I still think Nebraska's got a little bit to go. Um, I don't know where where they are recruiting. Uh, if you said I missed it. Uh, we basketball. had one of the best freshman classes last year, and I think our yeah, incoming class is, is top five in the Big Ten this year. Uh, yeah, you guys don't have a whole lot of NBA talent on that team just yet, so it's not like you're losing a whole lot of those freshmen. Yeah. So maybe, but then again, the Big Ten is also stout. And you can, I mean, one win at this point of the year doesn't make what you get be too excited over for the next season. I mean, Look at Oregon State, for example. They literally made it to the Elite Eight last year, and they have won three three basketball games all year. Yeah. So, this but they also had a lot more senior talent last year than we do do this year. We're really still, young. And that's fair, but still, I drop offs happen way more in basketball than they do any other sport. Yeah. So, I, I'd never base a team's prior year on what they're going to do next year. Alrighty, and then baseball is a almost a given because it's not a baseball conference. And week. Nebraska yeah. is by far and away the most talented team in the entire Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the Big Ten is definitely weak in, in baseball. I, I think it'll be so. a long time before Nebraska doesn't win the regular season Big Ten title. You never know. Wisconsin just started the baseball team again. And they they could sneak up on you. <laughs> Uh, Wisconsin is not a baseball school. It snows too long and or too late into the year up there for them to be a baseball school. <laughs> um, I mean, Cole, what's your thoughts? World Series. Being our fellow Big Ten admin here. Yeah, God, you sound like me talking about Indiana basketball. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, I, I'm not an Indiana football fan. I'm actually a Clemson football fan, but I do follow Indiana's football program. <clears throat> Pretty religiously. I'm not a bandwagon. I live 20 minutes from the campus. Thank you. Um, you live in Tampa. Don't be lying I, to us. I used to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you said, damn, that must be one fast car. Um, <laughs> you know, because you're talking about recruiting classes and all that. Like, Indiana had the 23rd recruiting class in football. Their basketball, they keep bringing in talent. And, hell, we got Mike Woodson as our head coach. And, you see the product we keep putting on the damn court. That's fair. You guys are doing the same thing, but just like five times worse. <laughs> Northwestern, pause real quick because we're talking Big Ten basketball anyways. Northwestern is 14 of 20 in Big Ten games decided by single digits. They are literally the Nebraska of college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's 14 and 20, though. 14 of 20. That's 14... Only six Big Ten games did not were not oh. decided by single digits. But how many did they win, though? Uh, they're fourteen and fifteen on the season, so probably not a lot. More than Nebraska did. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> but no, yeah, you're you. I agree with Des. You're you're setting yourself up for high expectations and then just disappointment, really. Um, football, no. I, I can – Indiana football will be better than Nebraska football this year. Hey, I'll settle for 6-6 six and six this year, damn it. I'll settle for a fucking bowl game. I'm, hopes, 
my my realistic thoughts are eight and four, but I will settle for a full appearance under Scott Frost. That's not think, what you were saying I when you're in your little tirade. Sorely disappointed. Hey. Yeah, I don't. I, at five and seven. Josh. Yes. I hope Syracuse doesn't have a football team next year. They practically they don't well anyways. Hey, we've uh, had some success against Clemson last decade. One of the yeah, because you guys keep hurting their fucking quarterback. Have you won yeah. a championship? No, but you know, we have two. It's the small victories. <laughs> moral. <laughs> That's what it is. It's moral victories. I got it. I know we're gonna sound like Bush Jones out here. It's the small victories. <laughs> That's what Josh tells himself every day when he wakes up and looks down at his crotch. Wow. <laughs> Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> That's I'd say the same about Josh's crotch, but uh, we know that doesn't escalate. So He's not wow. that old. Why, why are Josh and I, like, uh, on the, outside the podcast, believe. best of friends. In the podcast, we literally just shit on each other relentlessly. Because you talk about Nebraska like their hierarchy. I would do the same thing. Hey. Hey. Hey, speaking of Nebraska, I hope you they realize just... Clemson's well on their way to becoming the next Nebraska asshole. <laughs> no, we got a long we got a long ways to go there, bud. Hey, we thought we Nebraska did too in 2000, and now look at us. By 2004, we were the worst team in the Big 12. <laughs> well, we're also the best team yeah, in the Kansas... ACC, even in a down year. But you weren't. Pitt was. Said, Pitt, Pitt was won this the year. conference championship, you dummy. Oh, Jesus Christ. Y'all talking about this year. Jesus fucking Christ. You said it's a down year. Like, this, was this not a down year? If you this made the playoffs year, last year. You made the national title last year. No, they didn't. They got no. They got no, we got Ohio State. Yeah, we got curb stomped by Ohio oh, State. Oh yeah, that's right. And then Ohio yeah, State then, got skull fucked by Bama. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they saved uh, Clemson from a skull fucking. But, um. Fair. Anyways, let's move on to my final overreaction. This is one that I don't think a lot of us like Duke in here. Um. Maybe Duke. Josh, are you a Duke fan? No. That's I th- oh, you're a Cuse fan, so of course you hate Duke just as much as I do. Yeah. And Des is a Tennessee uh, fan, so he hates everybody that doesn't wear this a very specific color of orange. Um, I hate everybody in weak ass conferences. So join the so, SEC or pussy. So, anyways, my overreaction is Duke will lose in the round of 32. I um, hope so. They had a terrible showing against North Carolina in what would be Coach K's final home game in Cameron. Um, and it, it was just, it was abysmal. It was, they looked really bad against a very sloppy North Carolina team. I think when the, I think it's just showing that when the stage is set, when the lights are the brightest, they can't get it done. And I think Duke will end up winning the first round It'll be a little tighter than it should be with them being a one seed because they'll probably still sneak in as a one seed after somehow miraculously winning the ACC tournament. They'll sneak in as a one seed, and then they'll get bounced in the second round by a like a low seed. I think like a 13, whatever, whoever the the low seed is that could possibly play them. It'll be some Cinderella uh, team that comes in yeah. and knocks them I'd out. Love for it to be Syracuse. It'd be a nine yeah, seed because it'll be the eight and nine. So the nine seed will come in and knock them out. They'll go on a Cinderella run. I hope it's Loyola. I hope it's Loyola Chicago that gets to be the nine seed in their side of the bracket so that they can knock them off their pedestal and the whole world can laugh at them. 
Um, Josh, but that's my overreaction. If, if and if Syracuse gets in, they're not going to get in the same. They're they're probably be put in the in the West. I think Duke's going to get put in the Midwest because they specifically requested it for it. Because they're going to be a they're going to be a last seed in and thus play farther away from home. Oh yeah, you're right. Duke's not getting us one seed. I don't think they will either. They have to win the ACC ch- championship in dominating fashion to even remotely get one. Yeah, so um, I'll actually one up here, hot take, and they're going to lose first round. They're going to lose to a 15 seed? 15, 13, 14, whatever they get. Nah, look, Duke's floor is a two seed. Okay, but even then, remember when they would last a two seed and they lost to Lehigh? Yeah, I'm, I'm I saying. believe they were a two seed when they lost to SUNY Binghamton. Was it them who lost to MTSU? Or was it um, Michigan State who did it that year? That was Michigan State. It was Michigan State, yeah. One of them lost ETSU that year, too. That was a fun time for me. So, yeah, no. Um, they're losing first round. They're, they're not making it out of the first weekend for sure. Okay, I'm yes, gonna have 100%. To disagree. Uh, I'll agree with that. I think I think they're a Sweet 16 team. I think that's their ceiling. Um, but I'm not going to make a predicament or a prediction on their like how deep they'll go until I see the bracket. I just want to see how they perform in the ACC look, or in the ACC conference. Well, the way I say, look, let's be real. It's Duke. They're going to get the easier. They're going to get the you know easier uh, teams in the draw, especially with this being Coach K's last tournament run. I guarantee you. They're going to give Duke the easier teams. Mm, but, yeah, for sure. And North Carolina is not a horrible team. They only have nine losses on the year. Like, I've not paid Having watched North lot. Carolina play basketball this year, they're a terrible team. Terrible. Like, probably the worst North Carolina team in the last decade. And there was that team two or, years ago that didn't make the tournament. Or last year? Last year they made it. They're worse than last year's team. Yeah, they're worse than last year's team. Two years ago, nobody made the tournament. So. Well, yeah, that's the only thing that saved us from losing our streak because the the selection Sunday never happened, so you couldn't say that North Carolina didn't make it, even though they would not have made it. That actually pissed me off that year because that was the year Indiana was actually going to break the streak of not making the tournament. Yeah, North Carolina has was saved by a technicality. They have been. Dismal this year. Their their best win, their best win aside from Duke was Michigan. And like Lynn Fredericks told us the other day, that's not really a sector one win. And so No, it no. Michigan actually is a quad one win. Is it really? Yes. Mm. It shouldn't be, but um, I guess. It shouldn't be, but it is. But yeah. Oh, I'm gonna Alrighty. on my section. Um which, by the way, how are you feeling about Nebraska choking that away? Uh, um, I'm, I'm going to cry here in about five minutes. Um, <laughs> just had to throw that but out But anyways, there. let's roll into our next section or segment. We're going to pick up with our fourth and our newest co-host. Go ahead and introduce your segment and tell us what your topic is. My segment is going to be uh, NHL. I'm just going to touch on two topics. So... First topic we got, the Heritage Classic Sunday, 4 p.m., TNT, national TV. It's going to be Buffalo versus Toronto, and, well, we all know how that worked last time Buffalo and Toronto played. 
Um, I'll get into that in a second. Um, I'm going to dig into the Heritage Classic jerseys. Um, Buffalo's kind of looks like their road jerseys to begin with, except at the top of the shoulders, they don't have the the blue and yellow. It's just all, I was going to say white, but it's actually all cream, which is a little change up different. Apparently, it pays homage to their first 25 years in the league. So that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. And another cool thing is it's actually made of recycled material. Apparently, 60% of it is made of recycled material. Toronto's, I always hate these because this does, it does the T arenas, and I get it. <laughs> it pays homage to the you know 1917s and the 1919s, but uh, they just they're so lazy. They they look horrible. It's just yep. We'll take a blue jersey, navy blue, and we'll put a T, and in the middle we'll just do arenas. Okay, you're also the Maple Leafs. So what is T arenas like? Stop doing that. That's what the Maple Leafs used to be known as, though. I Just know. like how every St. Patrick's Day, they always wear the old Toronto St. Patrick's jerseys. I know. I just, it, it's, ah, it's, to me, it, they're ugly and lazy. Fair it enough. does feel lazy for sure. Now, I will say they did wear it one other time, and it was uh, 2017 against the Hurricanes. And it paid, it was the 100-year anniversary, basically. That's the only other time they've worn them outside of the St. Patty's Day games. God, Nebraska's falling apart. <laughs> they always do. Now, mm-hmm. to dig into the spicy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you might want to mute your headset. Yeah, there's gonna, there's gonna, you might have some vulgar words fly out. Toronto's goaltending has been absolutely horrible since the calendar switched to 2022. They're not worse in the league because, of course, you got Arizona and you got Detroit, but <laughs> they're near the bottom. So, just for example, their last four games, they've allowed four goals, four goals, six goals. Five goals. These are all against inferior opponents. You're talking about Buffalo, they allowed five. Vancouver, they allowed six. Columbus, they allowed four. Seattle, they allowed four. Yes, Columbus and Seattle, they won, but they lost the Vancouver game. They lost the Buffalo game. Let's not forget, literally two weeks ago, they allowed seven goals against Detroit. The final score was 10-7. We talked about that in the last podcast. Now, don't get me wrong, I can't strictly blame it on the goaltending. I want to because, you know, I'm a Bruins fan, so I always want to blame Toronto goaltending and everything for everything because, you know, remember 2013 Game 7, James Reimer. Their defense is no better. Like, they literally allow, like, 30 shots per game during this whole stretch of horrible goaltending. So my thought there, you brought that up. They're they're allowing 30 shots a game. 
Can you really consider it at that point horrible goaltending, or is the guy just under attack so often that some are sneaking by? It's kind of both because you can play good defense. Because, for example, if I'm correct, when Bruins Swayman had a shutout against uh, L.A. last week, he didn't even face 30 shots. He maybe faced 20, 25. Mm -hmm. We scored seven goals in that game. But another thing, too, is like everyone talks about, oh, Toronto's like, oh, this is the year because they do that every year. Their last 10 games, they're 5-4-1, and one, and I did the research. The goals they've scored, 42. The goals they've allowed, 45. And if you want to go back to the goals they scored, 42, 10 of those were in one single game. I don't think there's really – the only way they can fix it is through the trade deadline, and I – who are you going to get? Flurry? Flurry already told Chicago he's not going nowhere. Flurry's ours. Back the fuck off. <laughs> like, there's nowhere to fix it other than maybe Internally. fix your defense and see what happens, but I don't know if that's going to do it. They're bound for another first round disappointment. Yes, their offense can outscore anybody. But if your goalies are playing like they're playing, no, you won't be able to outscore anybody. They're just going to – your goalies are Swiss cheese. Let's put it that way. The pads and the blockers and his helmet, it's all – they look like Swiss cheese. You might as well just have that painted on them. Goalies love creating their mask and having them all special. Y'all know what y'all are doing. Get a Swiss cheese creation. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. I mean – this, this is a rough very... segment. What? I said this is a rough segment. Josh is not loving life over there, uh, to be fair. Um, uh, no, but you're some right. of I us mean... Leafs fans were waiting for this to start happening at some point in the season. It always does. But but you're right. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like you look at that that goalie team and that list, and you look at that roster and the talent that there is top to bottom. And not only Maple Leafs fans, but NHL experts were saying this, this could be the year. Like, this could be the year for Toronto. Um, they just kind of – they underperformed in the first half of the season for sure. But they, they were still towards the top, right? Like, they, they were nowhere near where everybody thought they were going to be. But they were still – like, if this team makes one solid run, they reassert themselves as favorites to win the Cup as contenders. And then the second half, and really since the start of the new year – They've just done nothing but prove to us why they are and will continue to forever be the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are th this team that gets you hyped, gets you excited, and then just kind of, with the exception of a few times, has fallen apart down the stretch and done nothing, either done nothing in the playoffs or not even made the playoffs. Now, so, I will say this. I'm probably going to keep this until they correct it. This is going to be my segment. I'm going to bash Toronto every week until they fix it. <laughs> That, oh. That's completely fair, um, but but like honestly, like, Maple Leafs fans need to figure it out. Much like Vikings fans also need to figure it out. You can't be disappointed every year if every year you get your hopes up and your team puts out the exact same performance every year. At some point, that should be the expectation and not underperforming. That should just be what you expect. Yeah, it's and I think I just. 
I'm sorry, a 5-1 Buffalo win in the Winter Classic, I see it coming. Like, it's going to be another, okay, this goaltending situation still isn't good. And then come trade deadline, they're still not going to do anything, and then you're just going to be left with, well, disappointment. yeah, disappointment. It's You could have fixed it, but you didn't. Now, granted, there's not really much in the trade market to fix other than Flurry, but like I said, Flurry's already told Chicago I'm not going anywhere. He's tired of uprooting his family. No, he, he wants to be there. He wants to help build. Um, there's talks of maybe a possible extension moving forward. He, he wants Chicago to be either where he finishes his career or where he spends the good majority of the rest of it. We don't know how long he has. I mean, he he talked about possibly retiring this offseason. So um, I should know this because he's my goalie, but I don't know how old he is. I think he's 36. I could be 37. Um, But even so, I mean, that means he's probably got what this year, next year, and potentially one more good year after that. I highly doubt it because if you look at um, Tuka Rask, I know he had injury issues, but he retired at 35. Yeah. So I don't see Flurry playing maybe, but I, I honestly. I can't see him finishing out or going another year. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Pickett, I, I mean, he's, he's already he like, he's already had all his accolades. Like he's a two-time Stanley Cup champ, three, right? Is it three? Is it two or three? I always forget. Uh, I think he has three. Three, I think. Because I think he won two in Pittsburgh and then one in Vegas. No, Vegas never nope, won the cup. No, they fell just short of Vegas. Oh, they didn't. You're right. Yeah. Um, I think he's got like another year, maybe two left. Because like, maybe he didn't retire until he was almost until he was like almost forty. Because he threatened he's, to retire when they traded him to Chicago because he didn't want to go there. And so then all was, of a sudden he talked him. with management, and then it worked. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to play for Chicago either. Yeah, I mean, right. me neither. I'm also a Preds fan, so fuck Chicago. Well, I also have flashbacks from 2013, so <laughs> fuck, <you>. fuck Chicago. <laughs> Don't even get me started on 2013. At oh, least you made it that far. You love it. You love hey, to hear about it. 2013 was an interesting year for Cole because Chicago gave him pieces, gave the Red Sox pieces at the tail end of that um, season for uh, – their championship run in baseball, but Chicago also beat y'all in a Stanley Cup or in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it, and then it was, uh, also, a, it was just an interesting uh, <laughs> stretch for you. Yeah, and also the Broncos got demolished in the Super Bowl. Ooh, Ooh yeah. yeah. Cole probably wanted to off himself after that sports season. <laughs> He's probably no, like, I was, no, I was, I was pretty good. At least I got a Red Sox World Series. I was like, this ain't fun no more. Let me go home. <laughs> Screw you guys, I'll go home. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Oh my god, they killed Kenny. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, that that's the cold open little, right there. That concludes my little Toronto Maple Leafs high horse that will continue every week until they fix it, which I hope they don't. Sorry, Josh. It's more fun to have oh, content damn, than it is. Damn, my camera's not on. You can't see me flipping you off. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can see this one, Josh. <laughs> yes, I can. 
At least I don't have to watch Chicago sports teams suck. I can just watch my own sports team suck. Hey, 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 Josh. Should have thought you want to know what's too. real fun? Since 1982, the Cubs have more World Series than the Mets. Uh, yeah, they both got one since '82. Cause oh, since '85. My bad. No, well, you can go with '85 if you want. The Mets won it in '86. I thought it was '85. Nope, '86. Oh, well, whatever. Since 1990, the Cubs have more World Series than the Mets. <laughs> I can change this day to match whatever I need it to. It's 2015. <laughs> Same number of appearances since 2015 in the in more World Series championships. I'll take that. Yeah, they didn't lose to lose World Series to a team that went on to lose 100 games the next year. Correct. Oof. The team we lost to went on to have one of the biggest or have the biggest winning streak in all of baseball history the next year. Or the team yeah, we and beat, then, like I mean. went to share the year after that. The team we beat, I mean. Oh, Nebraska just lost this game. Well, did they? Nebraska, I'm watching so. the score, but I don't have the game on. Yeah, they just got a charging call with 10 seconds left. In the there game. was a foul before that charge, but we're not going to talk about that. Watch his hand hit him in the face. Oof. Got to with March. Oh. That was a foul before the charge, but we can still foul, get the stop. We're only down by one. Yeah, yeah, but... But I, I hope nah, it's I all hope good. That, it's all I good. Hope that you guys, Watch him turn it over here. Nah, I hope you guys <laughs> foul the hit. I hope you all guys right. foul the hit. I post free throws and then Nebraska hits a buzzer beater um, three to send it over time. That would be fucking hilarious. That would be a damn good ending. Especially considering Des said he wants to watch games that go to overtime and here we are. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I've watched the last two games I've watched went to overtime. This is a pretty good trend for me. Des is enjoying his march for sure. Oh, 100%. Until the SEC tournament where I hope, or I have a feeling the Vols are going to disappoint me. But Aren't they the number one seed? No, we're the two seed. Ah, uh, Kentucky? Auburn. Auburn. Oh, fuck, I forgot one. Auburn existed. Didn't y'all beat Auburn? Yeah. Uh, we went one-on-one against them, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Oh, nice. Yeah. All three wins coming in. Newland? Thompson Bowling. Thompson Bowling. Newland is for football. Oh, fuck you. You know what he meant, though. You're the one who said incorrect information, so it's fuck him. Yeah. Shouldn't it be you're an idiot? Fuck, fuck me, I'm a dumbass. Fair enough. Sorry, I just hey, like Josh. shit to Dom. Hey, Josh. I know well, I can't Josh, see when you flip me off, but you can see this. God damn it. Is it Tampa you're talking about, Josh? What? Yeah, it's time for Josh's segment. Yep, it's also time for Nebraska to lose. Hey, oh, shit. my toenails. Taint. All right, go ahead, Josh. Introduce your segment and roll with it. All right, so my segment is called uh, Just Joshin. And it's going to be a... I'm going to go with a different topic every week, kind of a hot topic in the world of sports. Um, this week, it's the last couple <laughs> days in the NFL. The big deals with Aaron Rodgers followed very quickly by uh, Russell Wilson and then Carson Wentz going to Washington. 
Um, just, I mean, I said, you know, I opened up my phone and I saw the notification for Aaron Rodgers deal. And I said, wow, this is going to kind of start the dominoes falling as far as quarterbacks go. And I kind of felt bad that the Broncos didn't get him, mostly because I feel like the Packers have wasted his career. And, uh, can I just say, I, for one, am glad that he didn't play the soap opera game that he played last season. Yes, I agree with that. Although there's still time. Oh, there's still plenty of time and it could be magnificent. (laughs) But, you know, and then the Broncos went out there and got Russell Wilson and I, uh, you know, I think they overpaid but I think they did it to guarantee that they would get the next best quarterback, like we discussed earlier. And then, uh, you know, Carson went to the Washington. What the hell was Washington thinking? I mean, this is a guy who can't stay healthy. He's made of glass. And you're going to trade, what was it, two draft picks for him? I mean, it... Indianapolis won that trade after they lost the trade last year by sending so much to Philly to get him. Yeah. So, I, you know, but if this has been what this last two days is, I'm excited to see what the, uh, I'm excited to see what the rest of the uh, offseason brings for the NFL. The only thing I have to say actually about the Rodgers thing is his contract is actually not confirmed because oh, he really? shut it. Yeah, he shut it down. He said he's going to come back and play in Green Bay, but the terms and the length and everything of that contract is nothing. That he he already shut that down. The four year two hundred mil. He said, yeah, no, that's not what it is. Okay, I missed that then. But no, he I'll did say he's coming back. But, yeah, so I just – I think it's been an exciting two days. Uh, I think the Broncos are going to be a much better team with Russell Wilson. And uh, I don't think – I think Washington's going to be sorely disappointed with Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't know why people still continue to no good. trade for this guy. I don't know why – Rob Niedermeyer continues to think this guy is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Because he's an Eagles fan, they don't have big brains. That good point. They also lose a lot of their brain cells from drinking the whole games because they suck. And eating horse shit when they actually I was just gonna say (laughs) that's that's horse shit when winning Super Bowl, so Good point. I was raining as fuck, but I want some hush puppies. So that was my uh, segment for today. Um, I'm excited to see what the next uh, month and a half brings before the draft. And then, you know, the rest of the off season. All righty. 
I, I agree with you there. I think um, this is setting up one of the most exciting <laughs> off seasons in a long time, which is fun as hell, especially following a super um, exciting postseason. And then the NFL season itself was just super fun to watch. A lot of really close games, a lot of really close excitement. So that's we're, we're setting ourselves up for some very exciting drama down the stretch here in the off season, as well as going into the draft and then into preseason next year. We deserve a good NFL offseason because we were fucked in the, on, the, on the MLB end. Yeah, we, we really do. And because, uh, I mean, whenever this lockout ends, MLB is going to get as, get exciting as hell. But that could be two months. It could be two years. It could be two weeks. Who fucking knows? It, I will off myself for this two years. I, I will literally never watch another baseball game again. I will never give money I, to that shitty organization ever again. I would watch plenty of college baseball. Yep. Baseball will die if it doesn't if it ends or if it doesn't end this fast. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Alrighty. Let's roll into our final segment here. We are on a roll today. Call go ahead and call us butter. Des, go ahead and introduce your segment and give us your topic. Uh this is on campus with Des. Uh I'm I was going to focus on championship week, but, dude, there's a whole – I could spend an entire podcast discussing championship week. Um, I'll highlight some of the tournaments um, that we've seen so far um, and what to expect since um, since most of the Power 5 conferences are just starting, kicking off their tournaments today and yesterday. Um, but before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and give a – First four out, who I think my who I think all the uh, one through four seeds are gonna be, and I've got two sleeper teams as well. I, I gotta do this fast because literally I've already had to change it once during this podcast. Uh, so I'll, without further ado, uh, the last four teams I have coming going in, uh, Michigan. I, I know a lot of people think they're a lock, but I think they need to. Win at least a game or two in the Big Ten tournament to consider like to ensure that they make it into the tournament. Uh, A and M is another one uh, who is in a similar situation. They don't have a, as many you know quality wins as uh, Michigan does, but I think they're a fringe team. I think if they can at least um, put you know win their game and then play Auburn close, I think that's enough to get them in. Um, Cole, you'll like this one. I think I like Indiana as one of the last four in. Um, I, I think they're right there, just like every other team. Though uh, they they got to do something in their conference tournament to ensure that they get in. Um, and the last one, like, I originally had Xavier, but they lost to Butler, so I think I, I moved them to my first four out. I think Wyoming, if they, I I think they'll probably end up getting the automatic bid. Uh, but uh, I think they're what twenty four to seven this year, but they don't have any decent wins. So I I think they're one of the last four in unless they win their uh, conference tournament. As far as first four out goes, um, like I said, I had Xavier. They've they've played too inconsistent for me this year. Um, they 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 had it today and ended up choking against Butler. I think they had an eight point lead with like two minutes left in the game. And ended up losing by uh, five in overtime, if I'm not mistaken. 
I think if they were to be able to get in, they could make some noise, but I just don't see them getting in this year. Uh, Wake Forest, I, they're another team that lost a close one today. Uh, I, it wasn't today, it was yesterday. They're, they've already been eliminated from, from, their, from the ACC tournament. It was but today. I think they were, it was today. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they were a fringe team to begin with, but losing early on in the tournament didn't help their case. So I think that uh, eliminates them. Uh, Florida, uh, you call me SEC bias, but I think they've proven that they can um, compete with the best of them. I just think that they came up short too many times for them to realistically get in. I, I think they're right, right there at the edge. And this one, I, 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 I'm torn between putting them on the last four in and first four out. Like if they win two games in the Big Ten tournament, they're they're a lock. Uh, but Rutgers, man, they've they're a I hate betting on or against them. Like one game they'll come out here and beat you know a top ten team, and the next they'll get curve stomped by the likes of a team like Northwestern. They they're really inconsistent. Um, and because of that, they're they're just like Xavier. I, I think they're one of the first four out unless they make some noise in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, anybody got anything before I move on to the next por- portion of this? As far as my, I say, I got two points. Well, obviously, they both go to the Big Ten. Uh, Rutgers, I'm not sure about the first four out. They've been one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten. As far as your betting point against against Rutgers, I get that because I did that in football and that did not work out. Um, Indiana, no, we we got to beat Michigan tomorrow and we have to beat Illinois. I mean, that's the only way. Like, just beating Michigan isn't going to do it. Well, it's supposed to like they're two win. Like, they need two wins in the Big Ten tournament to to get in, and that's their two wins are there. <sighs> I just I can't see it. Michigan, I can see, but Illinois, man, I don't know. I hope. Jeez, I'd love to break the streak of what if we miss this year, it'd be seven straight years and no tournament. Now, granted, we had the COVID year where we would have made it, but that that doesn't make up for it. Yeah. It just, you know, there's times where, you know, we started what 16 and 5 and we've lost so many games lately. It's like okay, the beginning of the season you're like, yeah, there's a lot of promise. I mean, that's even against like, we we beat Purdue at home, I know. We beat Ohio State at home. I get it. Home field advantage or home court advantage, I should say. But then you look at the last what 11 games it's abysmal. It's it's hard to watch. As an Indiana fan, it's hard to watch. It's like garbage being put on the court. Now, granted, you had, uh, for example, the Northwestern loss. Um, we had like five players suspended for personal reasons. You know, coach, I get it. Woodson's instilling his culture. And then, you know, we blew the. We actually, yeah, we blew a 10-point lead twice to Rutgers. We were down by five with 19 seconds left, came back to tie it, and then lost it with two seconds to go. So it's just, we're literally a game of halves, just like half the season versus a literally a game, a half. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it annoys me. I went through so much just stupid shit with Tom Crean, Archie Miller, and now in Woodson's first year, and I'm not blaming on Woodson. These aren't his guys, but at the same time, 
this whole these aren't the guys he recruited narratives got to go away. Talent's talent. That's fair. Cool. Or Jerry said, Dante, uh, Josh, you anything to say before I move on to the next point? No, I definitely, I mean, I haven't watched a whole lot of college basketball outside of North Carolina and Nebraska this year. And even with Nebraska, I just kind of turned it off more often than not by the end of the first half. Um, but <laughs> I, I just, I'm at a point where with college basketball, I'm excited to watch the tournament, but it has just not excited me this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a down year for college basketball. I mean, obviously there were plenty of exciting games, but it was just a very difficult season to get into. Um, but at the same time, we were also having one of the most exciting call or uh, NFL postseasons of all time unraveling during the middle of basketball season. So that may have taken away from my excitement about college basketball. I don't know, but right, um, that's kind of where I'm at this year. But, too. but I do see um, the Big Ten having potential to have five teams in, and I see the Big Ten having potential to end up with only two teams in, depending on the way teams perform in the Big Ten tar- tournament. Um, what was that number, Cole? Nine. Potential to have nine teams in, not five. That's the one. My words are not adding up in my brain. Um, it's okay. That's the cold open right there. My words are not adding up in my brain, and we're just going to roll the intro. <laughs> <laughs> but no. I mean, there's potential to be a lot, and there's potential to be zero or two. So it, it just depends on the way this tournament rolls or shakes out. Um, I think the only guarantee right now is Illinois and Wisconsin. Those are the only two guarantees to land. Purdue. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, I Purdue's forgot. A- okay, we're guaranteed to have three. I forgot Purdue <laughs> kind of balled out this year. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm kind of mad, Cole. I was posted. I was messaging the the founders chat trying to get you to laugh in the middle of while you were talking. Didn't work. It's 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 by the wayside. I focus on my own shit. Um, Josh. Yes. You got anything? Uh, uh, sorry, Dante. I didn't. You're talking so. No, you're good. You're good. Like Dante, I haven't really been watching a ton this year, uh, other than Syracuse and. Now that they've announced Buddy Beheim is suspended tomorrow against Duke, I lost just about all hope that I had. Well, he wouldn't be suspended if he didn't punch four to six dude in the fucking gut. That's well, a, that's an easy one. He, he's I'm not best, saying uh, it wasn't warranted. I'm just saying it took away all of my hope. He did his best grace and Allen impression on that one. Uh no, I'm looking forward to the tournament, but as far as last four in, last four out, I'm not really up on that. I got you. Well, I've got my, I've got two more things I want to talk about before we sign off. Uh, pick ems uh, I've got two super teams, and they both hail from the great state of Tennessee. Uh, the first one, I, I like Chattanooga to be a, to be a Cinderella team this year. They have they they did great in their conference tournament. We all saw their um, last second three to win it to send them to the tournament. Uh, I think they've got a shit ton of momentum. Uh, I think I, I saw in the projections. I think they, they 
they're right now like a 13 seed, so they don't have a terribly tough uh, field ahead of them. Not, not the easiest by any means, but like still better than being a 16 seed. And then Memphis, as much as I hate it, like I, I hate Memphis with a passion. But if they if they get into the tournament, which I think they will, um, they they've been scary down the stretch. I think they've won ten of their last twelve. Uh, they've taken they've in those uh, ten wins they've knocked off Houston twice, who only has I think five losses on the entire year. Uh, so I mean, I I would wouldn't want to play either one of those in the tournament. Uh, with that being said. I got my who I, how I think uh, the seeds are gonna go. Uh, well, at least one through four. Now, and these aren't in any particular order, like region. Uh, I, I really don't didn't pay too much attention to that. But with that being said, I'll start with number four, and after each one, or after this, I'll give y'all a chance to uh, tell me your thoughts on it. So, with number four as the four seeds, I've got Texas Tech. Uh, they've been solid all year round and they're a team that I think could easily move up to uh, possibly a two seed um, if they can win the big 12. Uh, Wisconsin, they're another one like they've that lost to Wisconsin or that that lost to Nebraska really hurt them. I think prior to that, they could have probably been a two seed, maybe even potentially a one, but I think they're going to have to have a strong showing um, and even win the, Big Ten to move up for me. Uh, UCLA is another one like that. Uh, they played some damn good ball this year. I just don't think they're anything better than a four seed. I've seen people have them as high as a two as well, but their their ceiling is a three seed. Uh, and then Providence, like they've been damn good all year. Um, they've had some pretty solid wins, but once again, like, they're they. They're not from the biggest conference. Their, their strength schedule wasn't the best. I've got to put them as a four. Number threes, uh, like I said, Arkansas. They have been stellar all year round. All you know, the entire year they slipped up a couple times. That's what switched them back to a number three seed. But down the stretch, they've played incredible basketball. Uh, they've had wins over Tennessee, the likes of Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky, uh, which are all. You're, I'm about to say all of them have been here in the next two minutes. Um, I think they're a dangerous team in the SEC uh, tournament. They could very easily win it, uh, which makes the rest of this super fucking hard uh, to pick. But I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, number three, I like Purdue. I, I know they're technically the one seed in the Big Ten. But I think they've had enough too many slip ups for them to legitimately be a one or a two seed. Even with a win in the Big Ten tournament, I think they're at best a three. Uh, and Illinois is going to wrap up my my top or is my is going to wrap up my three seeds. Uh, they've been solid all year round, just like the others. Though they've had a couple slip ups that's caused them to back uh, to back into a three seed. I think if they win the Big Ten, they could possibly move into a one seed. Um, that they've got the talent there for it, they've got the schedule for it, but it's very impossible. Um, all right, I'll start with the only 
two seed that I am confident in having them at number two, and that's Arizona. Uh, regardless, I think I unless they get an early bounce from the uh, Pac-12 championship, and I'll take back this is being done on Wednesday at 8:35. So that's that's where we are. So I don't know how the rest of the tournaments are going to go, but as of this point, these are where I have it. Um, but yeah, if they if they get bounced early, obviously that's going to drop them. But I I think they're a pretty clear favorite to win the Pac-12. Uh, USC may may beat them, but I I don't really know as far as how that's going to go for them. Um, now here comes the interesting ones. Everything from here on out, except for one of my number one seeds, solely depends on who wins their conference tournament. So I'll start with Baylor. If they win and Kansas loses, swap them. Uh, Baylor's a one seed, Kansas is a number two seed. But as of right now, Kansas is a one seed, Baylor's a two seed for me. Um, and then Kentucky and Tennessee. Either one of those win the SEC. You put them at one. I, uh, I think that's easy, you know self-explanatory. Until then, Auburn's my number one seed um, with Tennessee and Kentucky both being twos. Um, I, they, I know Tennessee and Kentucky are will more than likely play each other in the uh, semifinal finals uh, of the SEC, and with Auburn probably going to unless Texas A&M pulls off some miracles. Uh, more than likely playing Arkansas. Uh, but I think really the winner of the SEC gets the one seed to uh, oh, it's Arkansas. Uh, the rest get the two. Uh, if Arkansas wins, you could I'll probably put, to, put, put Tennessee at a three seed. Uh, with that being said, on to the number ones. The only two I've got guaranteed, really one, the only one I have guaranteed is Gonzaga. Their conference championships wrapped up. They did their jobs like they do every year. I don't think it's a national championship year for them. Sure. Um, but I still think they're the number one seed this year. And then this is something that I kind of hinted at earlier. I think Duke's a one seed as of right now. Um, especially, with the, especially when the ACC is a no-brainer to put them at the one seed. But I know you're going to argue with me on that one, so... You said you have What's Duke as a one seed? I have Duke as a one seed, yes. Especially if they That's can win a, the ACC. They'll lose to UMBC or whatever else. Podunk 16 seed gets in and it'll all be over and life will be okay. <laughs> I hope so. Nothing uh, would make me happier than to see them lose in the first round. I've said it once, so I won't go out on a, a freaking rabbit trail again because we do need to wrap here shortly. Although we have been flowing so smoothly. It's been great. Yeah, um, tonight's been a good episode. Tonight might be yes. our best episode to date across all three brands we've been a part of. So um, that's pretty exciting. But um, no, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Duke does not make it past the opening weekend. Um, they, they just don't have the drive to do it, which is really unfortunate because with it being Coach K's last tournament, I just I, I think he ex- he deserves more than that. Because I, I hate Duke, but I don't hate Coach K. And uh, you can't hate greatness like that. And so, but yeah, I, I unfortunately, I don't think Duke makes it past the first weekend. 
Yeah, I All hate right. Duke. I respect the hell out of Coach K, though. Yeah. All right. So for our final, are we done? Are you done there, Desmond? Did we lose Desmond? Yeah, it looks like it's frozen. Who's Des? Des. All right. Well, we're just gonna roll, assuming he's done. Hopefully, he joins us before the end of pickums. But so, how we're gonna do pickums this this time around? So we are um, picking the NASCAR race on Sunday, and then all um, we're gonna do all five. Uh, or we're gonna do um, not all five power five. We're gonna do five or four conference titles uh, winners. So let me go through that list here real quick for y'all. We, Can we throw in the Heritage Classic too. What's up? Can we throw in the Heritage Classic Sunday? Yeah, we can throw that in there as well. So we're oh, going to cool. pick the SEC champ, the Big Ten champ, the Big 12 champ, the Big East champ, and a NASCAR winner, as well as the Heritage Classic. I will go first. My SEC champ is none other than the Tennessee Volunteers, and you're just going to pick all of them in a row. My Big Ten champ is Illinois Fighting Illini. My Big 12 champ, this is going to shock some people. It's going gonna, it's gonna to throw a, a curveball out there. I have Texas winning this one. My Big East champ is who's even in the Big East anymore? Yeah, Clint, no, or real. Creighton. Creighton's gonna win the Big East. My <laughs> Sunday NASCAR winner. I have Briscoe Disco pulling this one out. Um, I've got Logano finishing the top five, but Chase Briscoe is going to for sure finish in the top five. I have him winning this Sunday. Reminder: you get a point if your driver finishes in the top five. And then the Heritage Classic, I have the Blue Leafs, I have, or the Maple Leafs. Um, what the hell's a Blue Leaf? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, pick, we're com- combining NHL team now, teams now. I have the Maple Leafs winning that one. Um, I think they figure out their goalie issues and they get it together and get a so win. It's, so it's the Blue Leafs and the Maple Jackets? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, Cole, who do you have in all of those? I'll start. I'll start with the race. Um, I'm going to take Kevin Harvick. I know since it's been reconfigured, he hasn't done good there, but it's Happy Harvick's track. Uh, ACC, SEC, no ACC, SEC. Big oh no, 10, ACC. Big Twelve, gotcha. Big East. SEC. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Give me Kentucky. I hate them. That's an IU fan, too. I hate them, but give me Kentucky. Uh, Big Ten. God, I hate to do it. I'll take Illinois. Big 12, Baylor. Big East. I'm going to actually go with the Shocker, and I'm actually going to take Butler. So where's Illinois today? Oh, they didn't. They beat Xavier. My bad. Yeah, come on. Am I missing one? Uh, and then you've got the Heritage Classic. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was done with the conference tournaments. Heritage Classic, I'm going to take Buffalo. And I'm going to take a score of 7-5 to five because Toronto can't figure out their goaltending situation. As much as you wanted to say they could, they can't. All right. We'll go to Josh, and then Des, you'll round us out. Josh, who do you have? All right. So I've got... I feel like you were copying off me there, Dante, even though you can't see my paper. I, uh, cause I've got Illinois out of the Big Ten, Creighton out of the Big East, Tennessee out of the SEC, 
but we differ on the Big 12. I, uh, Big 12, I think Kansas is going to do it. Uh, right. And then in NASCAR, um, I'm going to have to go with Kyle Larson. Uh, I just, I think he's the best driver in NASCAR every week, and I'll continue to pick him uh, just because he, he does so well. I, I don't particularly like Larson, but he's one hell of a driver. Uh, then Heritage Classic, I'm going to go with the Leafs. Uh, the Sabres have had a good week. They beat the Leafs, and then I forget who the other team was they beat. But they got destroyed by Florida. Uh, I just I don't think that they'll beat Toronto twice in the same week. Um, so I'm gonna go Leafs in a close one. Can I say one more thing before we cut it? Uh, I still gotta go, but yeah, that still's gotta go. Dude, the Arizona Coyotes have the hottest offense in the NHL right now. They scored eight goals and seven goals the last two games. I don't want to talk about an Arizona wow. team being hot right now because every time <laughs> an Arizona team gets hot, the the next layer of the end of the world happens, and I'm just not ready for it. So, so I just wanted to leave it there. Like they have the hottest offense in the NHL right now, so I'll leave it there. All right, Des, go ahead and give us your picks. All right, of uh, the Big East, I'm gonna take the fan favorite. I'm gonna go with Providence. Um, I. They're, they're a fun team to watch. They're a good team to play, or they're a good team to on the court. There, there's a reason I have them as a top four seed, and nobody else in the Big East. Villanova, but we'll ignore that. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll take Providence out of the Big East. Uh, I, I'm signed with Cole. I, I like Baylor. Actually, no, I don't. I like Texas Tech out of the Big out of the Big Twelve. They have been a solid. Um, they've been, they've been playing some really good basketball down the stretch here. They have, and I think they're the best overall team in the big okay. uh, in the Big Twelve. So I'm gonna take them. In the SEC, uh, my heart tells me to pick the balls. but my brain says don't do it. You're gonna you're gonna get yourself hurt. So, with that being said, I I'm gonna go with Auburn. I hate it. I, I hate Bruce Pearl, but fuck, I gotta go with Auburn. Uh, they they show up come. SEC tournament time, unfortunately. Um, who am I missing? Big Ten. Ah, shit. Give me. That's like actually a good one. Give me Michigan. I, y'all are going to give me shit for it. Give me Michigan. I, I don't trust a single team in that conference because they've all played sketchy as fuck down the stretch. But give me Michigan in that one. Well, Jawan Howard is coaching for the first time since he punched somebody. So, yeah, also, we all know even if they even if they lose, like they're winning in the handshake after the game. Exactly. <laughs> also, so, solid. Fuck you. It's not the year of Indiana, man. I, I just. <sighs> oh no! It is. It is now. It's personal now. Who <laughs> <laughs> am I just pick, am I just missing the uh, race and the hockey? Yeah, you're missing the race and heritage. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna jump jump on the bandwagon. I'm gonna go with Toronto, um, the Heritage. I'm gonna go with 
Kyle Busch for the race. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap it for us, folks. This has been a great week. Um, uh, we remember our website launches March 17th, the first day of the March Madness tournament. Also happens to be St. Patrick's Day. Um, so that'll be the website launch day. Be looking forward to that. Um, next week, we'll have a special guest, the FGCU head baseball coach. Be keeping an eye out on the NCAA page for an update on when that episode will air. Um, and then finally... Make sure to come back next week. Join us as we, the same four of us, um, go through another wild week in sports and recap Championship Sunday as well as discussing the Heritage Classic and anything else that may happen between the NFL, NBA, MLB, and college sports as well as the NHL. Have a great week. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. Peace.